0: Greetings and welcome to Moonbeam, the online radio show dedicated
1: to young Pagans and brought to you by Cauldron FM and Pagan Moonbeams. A very special welcome coming from us, Triste and Bridget, whom you may know from Pagan Moonbeam staff, Triste and Raven. We're both glad you've chosen to take a little time from your day to share a few moments with us. We're going to start off today's episode by doing a welcome ritual. So
0: let's get started. First things first, we'll begin by placing a pillow on the floor and, in a clockwise direction, walk a full circle around the pillow approximately three paces away. Then we'll begin calling the corners. Everybody stand up and face east. If you're not sure which way is east, just think of where you see the sunrise in the morning and face that direction. We'll follow by walking clockwise to face south, followed by west, and we'll be ending in the north. Are you ready? Go ahead and walk your circle, stopping once you've made it back to your starting point. Now walking again, head over to your eastern point of the circle you just walked, and face east. Repeating after me, say the following. Winds of the east. May you always blow strong. Ever changing. Hail and welcome. Fires of the south. May your light always shine bright. Hail and welcome. Welcome waters of the west. May you always flow free. Hail and welcome. Northern earth. May you be the strength of nature forever. Hail and welcome. Hail and welcome to all who have entered this sacred space. Come and sit on your pillow in the middle of the magic circle you've just cast, and free your thoughts so you may openly speak to your personal deity. We'll begin by breathing in deeply for a count of five. One, two, three, four, five. And breathe out slowly. one, two. Three, four, five. Breathe in, One, two, three, four, five, and breathe out One, two, three, four, five. Breathe in, One, two, three, four, five, and breathe out One, two, three, four, five. Now, speaking with whichever god or goddess comes to mind, ask or send out energy to those you know may benefit or need it. Talk to your chosen god or goddess, or do whatever comes to you while the music is playing. ritual let's first show our appreciation to the god or goddess that you welcomed into your circle and starting in the north and working counterclockwise west south and then east we'll also thank the elements for joining us as well stand up in the middle of your circle you can face to the north as you will be walking your circle again once again say the following repeating after me we thank you divine one for your presence with us this evening May you continue to guide us on our journey in life. Hail and farewell. Thank you, Northern Earth. May you continue to strengthen life. Hail and farewell. Thank you, waters of the West, for flowing. Continue to flow freely. Hail and farewell. Thank you, fires of the South. May you continue to bring light wherever it is needed. Hail and farewell. Thank you, winds of the east. May you continue to blow as you see fit. Hail and farewell. Now walk your circle counterclockwise one last time. Thank you all who came to sit with me. The circle is open, but never broken.
1: Stay if you will, go if you must. So mote it be. In the ritual, you are listening to The Memory of Trees by Inya. Before we move on, be sure to get paper and something to write with and some crowns as you follow along with the show. We will start with a little music,
0: giving you time to get these items together. The Symbol Song by Celia.
2: An American soldier came in today. Left up as cargo in an American plate. He asked for one sweet sliding symbol on his way. But the vegan said, Sorry, son, requesting But he served as any other with his hand.
0: You've just tuned in. You are listening to Moonbeat, brought to you by Pagan Moonbeams and Cauldron FM. Go ahead, grab pencil, crayons, and some paper, and come on and join in the fun while it's still going on.
2: I'm afraid I'm speech, afraid of am on afraid i stand, why do we believe? Freedom of faith, freedom of religion, freedom to stand, not and fight, for what we believe in, freedom of speech, freedom of faith, freedom of religion, freedom to stand, not and fight, for what we believe
1: in. You just listened to the symbol song by Cillian. Now, for the topic at hand, we're going to talk about altars and personal space. But first, let's do our correspondence add-in. Keeping track of each item and its meaning in a notebook of sort is called a correspondence journal. There are many books that tell you what each thing means and you could go by them, but it's better if you use them as a base and then look and pay attention to what that thing is saying to you. If you write how it makes you feel or the message you feel it is saying and what it means to you, that is the best meaning for you. Each person is different, just like the message they get from things are different. For your addition page to your own correspondence journal, we are going to work with the color blue. Take out a sheet of paper and color somewhere on on it blue, leaving room to write. Make it a shape or just scribbles on the page. Whatever you feel like doing, just add some blue. I'll give you some time to do that. Now somewhere on your paper write these three words, write calm, reflect, intelligent. Anywhere on the paper, calm, reflect, intelligent. In case you didn't get them, it's calm, reflect, and intelligent. Now, what you wrote is what books say the color blue symbolizes. This doesn't mean that it is what blue means to you personally. We are going to play some music for you now. While you listen to it, continue looking at the color blue and think about how it is making you feel and what it's making you think of. How the hills they are hollow by Don the Bard.
3: As I this land that I love, I see figures of chalk carved into the hillsides above. It's an absent man, so proud, and the long man opens wide the gates of his world and invites you to step inside. And the hills they are hollow. To the some dance on Midsummer's Eve. Some people don't understand when I say these are the things I believe. These are the things I believe. There is an old circle of stones that stands on the moon. The remorse-covered face tells the secrets of ancient law. The torch-stander's guardian witnesses to the right, to nature's gods, of darkness and of light. And the hills, they are hollow and home to the fate. Midsummer's Eve Some people don't understand when I say These are the things I believe These are the things I believe See the shapes in the corn invisible hands Secrets
0: of the pagan If you've just tuned in, you are listening to Moonbeat, Brought to you by Pagan Moonbeams and Cauldron FM Go ahead, grab pencil, crayons, and some paper and Come on and join in the fun while it's still going on
3: And the hills, they are hollow Home to the place. Some people don't understand when I say these are the things I believe, these are the things I believe. And the hills, they are and home, home to the fame. and some it's summer's eve, some people don't understand when I say.
1: You are listening to The Hills They Are Hollow by Down the Bard. Now somewhere between what blue makes you feel like and the recorded meaning of blue is what the color means to you. This page can be added to your correspondence journal. While you go about your normal days, if at any time you are faced with the color blue and you notice things repeating that involve that color, add it to the page in your journal. Eventually you will know what blue means when you see, think, or use it which will put you more in touch with reading the world around you. Next up, I'd
0: like to discuss pagan space with you and respecting that space. Respecting someone's pagan space or their sacred place runs about along the same lines as respecting somebody's privacy or their own personal space. Maybe you have an altar set up or a special place where you like to keep your sacred magical items. Well, you definitely don't want somebody rooting through your things, picking them up and handling them and then just... Them down wherever. that also goes with personal jewelry that's related to your path, crystals or any other such item. You don't want to walk up to somebody or you don't want someone walking up to you and grabbing your necklace off of your chest and saying, hey, tell me about this. So it's common sense to always ask before you touch. Um, remember that someone may have their altar set for a specific purpose. You never know if someone had recently cast a spell and left everything set for the specific spell to run its course. Well, touching their sacred space will upset the balance of that spell. It's important to know that you leave residual energy on anything you touch. So depending upon how you're feeling, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. I really can't stress to you enough here just how important it is to respect another's pagan place or sacred space. Resist the urge to pick up that crystal, no matter how much it's calling to, and always ask. It just makes good sense. The last thing you want to do is have a bad day, go to someone's house while still harboring that negativity, and start touching all of their magical wares. Unfortunately, that can cause all sorts of problems for them and cause magic to just go awry. Another good reason to ask before you touch is it gives the other person advance warning that if they say yes, they might need to go back and magically re-cleanse or recharge their items. I've got kids and they're all naturally curious. I definitely encourage that curiosity from them. I remember back when I first set up uh, the altar in an open space in our home and my kids all ran over wanting to touch everything. Now it's hard as a kid not to touch things you're curious about. I was the same way. It happens and accidents happen and you'll see something. You'll be so excited or entranced with it that you'll automatically grab it and want to say, what is this? What is this? Well, if it happens, just make sure that you do apologize to the person whose things you touched. And really, more often than not, whoever it is will understand and everything will be fine. I also want to add in here that you really shouldn't enter somebody's sacred space or their pagan place unless they've given you express permission. In my home, you know, I have a room that is dubbed by my kids our quote-unquote witch room. This is where I do ritual and this is where our altar is set up. Well, it's an open area, so I fully expect that people are going to walk through that room. So before I start any magical workings, I make sure that I cleanse my space. Well, not everybody does this, and so their area may be off limits, even if it's out in the open. So again, just to be safe, always ask. I don't want to sound preachy here, but just practice resisting the urge to touch items or entering another's magical space.
1: Now halfway through today's program, and I think it's time to take a break. While we play a song, feel free to stretch your legs, grab a snack, or whatever you need to do. And we'll meet back here once the song is over. Our song will be Lord of the Dance by Todd
4: Allen. When she danced on the water and the wind was her horn, the lady laughed and everything was born. And When she lit the sun and the light gave him birth, the Lord of the Dance first appeared on the earth. So dance, dance, wherever you may. He and I'll live in you if you live in me, and I'll lead you all in the dance. Cried he. I came with the dawning when the world was begun. I danced with the moon and the stars and the sun. When I saw the light that was coming from the earth, I joined in the rhythm, and she gave me birth. So dance dance wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the Dance, cried he, and I. sing that everyone be round when the dance is over and i think that i am gone for i live in the music so i dance all along so dance the circle when the flames leaped up high I danced in the fire and I never ever die feel me in the drumming as I call to you when you hear my voice you'll know just what to do so dance
0: If you've just tuned in, you are listening to Moonbeat, brought to you by Pagan Moonbeams and Cauldron FM. Go ahead, grab pencil, crayons, and some paper, and come on and join in
4: the fun while it's still going on. You all in the dance, so oh, dance, dance, wherever you may be, I'm the lord of the dance, cried right he, and I'll live in you if you live in me, and I'll need you all in the dance.
1: Lord of the Dance by Todd Allen. Well, now I'd like to talk about altars. Most pagans have altars, but not many are explained to kids, other than you can't touch anything. Altars can be made for many reasons, and almost all religions use some form of altar in their practice. There is no limit to how many altars a person has or uses. Some of the uses of altars are to remember people that have passed, in honor of the seasons, to use in practice of religion or path, meditation, and many other reasons. There are about as many reasons to have an altar as there are of altars. Altars can be made out of a table, a tree stump, a windowsill, a shelf, or just about anything. It doesn't have to be permanent. It can be put in a box and only put together when it's needed. I know a person that keeps hers in a small candy tin. Let's make our own altar set up for fun color one piece of paper however you want it, so it can be your altar cloth. A lot of people have them with bright colors and others have them with only a few designs on them. Take your time and make it look good while we listen to one more song. Our song will be Evolved by Gaia Consort.
2: Thank <laughs> you.
4: night like this life teaches just-
1: Evolve by Gaia Consort. Now that you're done, just wad it up in a ball, as tight as you can, the whole paper. Now un-wad it and try to flatten it out, and then wad it up again, and unwad it and flatten it out. You'll just do that over and over until the paper becomes soft like a cloth. Once you're done with that, you'll have your own altar cloth, and you can find a special place to put it and have your altar. You can put on your altar anything from items that you have special memories to you to things you find outside to go with the season. But be sure not to pick and pull things, only get things that nature has already thrown on the ground so you don't interrupt how nature is. If you're a Pagan Moonbeams reader, you can extend this lesson by going to paganmoonbeams.com and getting year one, issue six, pages five and six. All right, now on to the divination corner. Everything you see
0: can have a meaning or a message to you. In ancient times, the pagans used to use the messages and clues given from the things they saw to tell them of the things for that day as well as their future. This tradition has been carried on throughout the years and has dwindled down to what we now use and call divination. Divination is something that people do to find out what's happened, what is happening, and what will happen in the future. It's usually done by somebody who knows a lot about divination and has been trained in the art. You're never too young to learn divination and with a little help you can begin your journey to towards this. This week we're actually going to address runes. Now while there's many methods of divination my personal favorite to use is runes. Runes are letters of an ancient alphabet, um, Germanic in nature. Uh, Norse mythology said that the god Odin Gained secrets of the runes while hanging upside down from the world tree for nine days and nights. This, of course, is an incredibly, incredibly abbreviated version of the story. I actually encourage all of you, if you're interested in the full version, to go ahead and research it on your own or with a parent. Now, there are 24 different symbols, but there are 25 runes. And tonight, we're only going to go over five of them. Then from there, I will lead you through how to cast a three rune spread. So let's grab some paper and a pencil or a crayon, and I will describe the five symbols to you, give you their meaning, and allow you time to draw them and write their meaning onto paper that can be used in your correspondence journal. Yep, that's right. We're gonna keep using this correspondence journal. A quick note to all of you. Runic symbols are all straight lines, so there's no curves. However, some of the symbols do actually look similar to letters in the English alphabet. Ready? Okay, let's get discussing. So the first symbol we're going to look at tonight is Wunjo. It looks like a capital P but instead of a hump at the top of the letter, the lines meet in a point. Go ahead and draw this symbol at the top of your paper. Now some meanings of this are happiness, good news, and laughter. Take a moment to write these meanings down and I'll repeat them a few more times so you can get them. Happiness, good news, laughter. Happiness, good news, laughter. And one last time, happiness, good news, and laughter. Look at these meanings. What visual images come into your head? Feel free to make a quick drawing, or doodle, as my oldest daughter calls them, to help you connect further to this symbol. Our next symbol is Bracano. It resembles a capital B, again with points instead of humps. Some meanings connected with this are cleansing, patience, fairness, growth or fertility cleansing patience fairness growth fertility cleansing patience fairness growth and fertility. Again, feel free to doodle a picture in with your written meanings if anything pops into your head. The next rune we'll look at is Rido. It resembles a capital R. Using straight lines, go ahead and draw this character. Some meanings for this one happen to be journeys, surprises, we all like those, good news, and change in fortune. There are other meanings however we're just going to stick to these for now. Journeys, surprises, good news, change in fortune. Journeys, surprises, Good news, change in fortune. One last time for you journeys, surprises, good news, and change in fortune. Now, once you have these written down, obviously, if any mental images pop into your head, go ahead and doodle them, draw them down, you know, whatever. The next following rune is Isa. It resembles the letter I, so it's just one single vertical line. Pretty easy, isn't it? Some meanings for this one are isolation, stillness, holding position, and standstill. Isolation, stillness, holding position, standstill. Isolation. Stillness. Holding position. Standstill. What images come to your mind with that one? Feel free to draw them. The last room we'll talk about tonight is EWAS. It actually resembles a capital M. However, the lines in the middle that would point inward or point down um, are shorter than the outer two lines, about half the height. So when you make your M, the middle doesn't go all the way down. Meanings for this would be journeys. Communication, Growth, and Gradual Changes Journeys Communication, Growth, Gradual Changes Journeys Communication, Growth gradual changes. I'll go ahead and sketch out any images that come to your mind with that one. So now that we have these five, what do we do with them? Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take the symbols that you just wrote down and place them onto five small pieces of paper. So go ahead and rip five pieces of paper approximately the same size and write one symbol on each piece. Now what we're going to do is a three rune spread. First of all, you really do need to have a question or an issue in mind for this to work. Uh, But you need to make sure it's not a yes or no question. You want the question to be something open that can be answered um, to be thoroughly explained instead of the answer is yes, the answer is no. Alright, so the three rune spread is actually one of the most common spreads done with runes. You're going to want to face all five of your runes face down so you can't see anything and mix them around so you don't remember which rune was where. And so you have your question in mind. With your five runes face down, clear your mind and think only of your question. One at a time, pick three runes and lay them face down from left to right in the order that you chose them. Each of these runes will represent the following. Body, the rune on your left, represents your physical self. The mind, so the rune in the middle, and that represents your intellectual self and how you think. Spirit will be the rune on your right, which will represent your spiritual self. Read individually, the runes you pull will give you the guidance for that part of your being. But when you combine them all together, the answers will guide you for your whole self. Now with runes, you should know answers aren't always very clear. You may need to think a little about the meanings. And this is where your correspondence journal will again help you. Write down the question you post in your mind. Now as you flip each of the three runes over, write down body and the rune that showed up for that, mind, the rune that showed up in the middle, and spirit with the rune on the right. This will help you going forward because while the answers may not be immediately clear, having them here in your journal can give them a basis to go off of. I actually keep my own specific rune journal, and I've looked back over it. And it's really uh, it's, it's a really nice way, a really good record, to, to keep and see how you have grown spiritually. Um, I do want to remind everyone that this three rune spread won't be as exact as you might want, because we're only using five runes. If you're interested in making your own runes, there are several different ways. And for a recipe on making your own set of runes from clay, Head on over to www.paganmoonbeams.com Click on Year 1, go to Issue 3, and on page 9 of that issue you will find instructions for making your own set of runes. The great thing about this is that you can really put your own energy into these runes. And that being said, if you do decide to make your own runes, make sure your energy is clear and upbeat that day, because you don't want to impart any negative energies into your rune set.
1: I hope you've all enjoyed this short, simple lesson on runes. I think we're about the end of our show. And it was a good show. I think we did a great job, and we're glad you were there with us.
0: To end our program, let's do a little walking meditation. So everybody get up and walk in a square rather slowly until the music stops as you clear your mind of all thoughts.
1: about do us our show for the day if you have any suggestions or requests for the show contact cauldron fm or pagan moonbeams we would love to hear from you until next time blessed be blessed be